0: This podcast is brought to you by Gun Owners of America, the only no-compromise gun lobby in Washington. You're listening to Pennsylvania Reloaded with your host, Dr. Val Finnell. Welcome to Episode 4 of Pennsylvania Reloaded, your best information source on what's happening in the Pennsylvania General Assembly and across the Commonwealth. My name is Dr. Val Finnell, your Pennsylvania Director for Gun Owners of America. Thanks for listening. This week's episode will have another legislative update, including some details about the new Right to Bear Arms Act coming from Senator Doug Mastriano. We are breaking records on the number of co-sponsors for Representative Aaron Bernstein's constitutional carry bill. We are up to 59 co-sponsors now. Senator Chris Dush's companion bill has 10 co-sponsors. For our bill to strengthen PA's firearms preemption law, we have 45 co-sponsors in the House and 15 in the Senate. I want to take a minute to thank you, our GOA members and supporters, for taking action on these bills. You are the reason we have a record number of co-sponsors for constitutional carry. And if you haven't taken action on any of the bills I mentioned, please follow the link in the show notes to do so. The big news is that Senator Doug Mastriano and Senator Chris Thush have teamed up to introduce the goa Endorse Right to Bear Arms Act in Pennsylvania. In a previous episode, I have already mentioned a similar bill that will be introduced in the House by Representative Darrell Metcalf. So, what does GOA's Right to Bear Arms Act do? It would provide for civil penalties for any state or local government official who conspires with federal agents in the enforcement of any new federal gun control laws. This is the chief feature shared by all Right to Keep and Bear Arms Acts. But GOA's bill goes further. The Right to Bear Arms Act would remove any qualified immunity for state and local public officials who engage in enforcing federal gun control. What does that mean? Simply, it means that state and local officials cannot hide behind their official status to avoid prosecution. And that's a good thing. We see over and over again how state actors violate the rights of citizens with impunity. Senator Mastriano's bill would strip them of any qualified immunity and subject them to prosecution if they attempt to enforce new federal gun control laws. But there's more. GOA's bill would mandate that the Attorney General prosecute state and local collaborators. And if the Attorney General refuses to do so, our bill would create a private right of action against officials who try to enforce these laws the Attorney General would also be required to defend any Pennsylvania citizen who would be prosecuted by the federal government. And just to keep our municipal governments in check, Senator Mastriano's bill would freeze state grant funds to any local government that would pass an ordinance or create a policy to enforce federal law. It would also forbid local governments from accepting federal bribe money to implement any federal gun control schemes. There has never been a more critical time for this legislation, friends. With the rapidly anti-gun Biden administration breathing down our necks and an ATF run amok, we need our state governments to protect the constitutional rights of their citizens. Currently, nine states have enacted Right to Bear Arms Acts, and six more are considering it. Not only that, but Pennsylvania's own history provides a precedent for, en- for enacting these types of laws. Now let me explain. In 1832, a black woman named Margaret Morgan sought her freedom by moving from Maryland to York County, Pennsylvania, where this podcast is being recorded. In 1837, she was abducted by Edward Prigg to be sold back into bondage under the Fugitive Slave Act. Prigg was subsequently prosecuted under Pennsylvania's Act for the Gradual Abolition of Slavery, but Prigg argued that the Federal Fugitive Slave Act protected him. Unfortunately, Pennsylvania's law was found to be unconstitutional by the U.S. Supreme Court in the famous case Prigg v. Pennsylvania. But in this decision, Justice Story left the door open for states to refuse cooperation with federal law, and Pennsylvania responded by passing the Personal Liberty Law of 1847. That law prohibited state and local officials from interfering with runaway slaves in any capacity. They could not be caught or incarcerated by state actions. Cases could not be heard in state courts. And no assistance could be offered by state officials to those wishing to recapture slaves. The Fugitive Slave Act still stood, but only federal officials could enforce it. So our state of Pennsylvania has a strong history of refusing cooperation with the enforcement or prosecution of unjust laws that denied fellow human beings their natural rights to be free men and, and women, and now, over 150 years later, we look back and applaud what this state did because it defended the rights and freedoms of African Americans. Today, Pennsylvania has the same opportunity to stand in the gap and protect the constitutional rights of all gun owners from a tyrannical Biden administration. GOA's legal team used parts of PA's 1847 Personal Liberty Law to craft the Right to Bear Arms Act. As such, we stand firmly upon our commonwealth's history to defend the God-given rights of all people without compromise. The philosophical basis of GOA's Right to Bear Arms Act is contained within a long line of legal reasoning known as the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate, which simply means that a lower elected official can step in and protect the rights of the people when a higher-level official attempts to violate those rights. This stepping in between by lower level officials, also known as the doctrine of interposition, is ancient and was a check against tyranny. Here are some examples. The Roman emperor Trajan handed a sword to a subordinate and said, use this sword against my enemies, if I give righteous commands. But if I give unrighteous commands, use it against me. In the fourth century, St. Ambrose blocked the Emperor Theodosius from the church entrance until he repented of the unjust slaughter of political enemies in Thessalonica. Western Christian civilization furthered this doctrine. In 1215, when the nobles stood on the field of Runnymede and forced the tyrant King John to sign the Magna Carta, they stood between the people and the sovereign's oppressive edicts. They restricted royal power and reinforced that the king had limitations. A little later that century, St. Thomas Aquinas expanded upon the natural law theory of the Roman jurists. The angelic doctor taught us that man-made law could not violate either God's revealed law or the natural law. If it did, the law was no law at all. Moreover, such a law must be disobeyed. We see here a limit placed upon human law and the justification for that disobedience. We see natural law theory being used in the Declaration of Independence, where Jefferson speaks of truths that are self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And it is the duty of government to protect and secure those rights, not grant, not grant. The government can never grant a right, for if it could grant a right, it could take it away. No, legitimate government exists to protect and secure those rights. And when it doesn't, it ceases to have legitimate authority. And our own American jurisprudence has always taught and assumed this doctrine of interposition. In fact, Black's Law Dictionary defines interposition as "...the doctrine that a state, in the exercise of its sovereignty..." may reject a mandate of the federal government deemed to be unconstitutional or to exceed the powers delegated to the federal government. The concept is based on the 10th Amendment of the Constitution of the United States reserving to the states powers not delegated to the United States. That's the end quote. So don't believe anyone who tells you that Pennsylvania would be going rogue by refusing to enforce federal gun control laws. The Right to Bear Arms Act lines up squarely with the historical examples I have given. I wonder if the critics of Senator Mastriano's bill would be willing to say that Pennsylvania should have just accepted the Supreme Court decision in Prigg and fully cooperated with the Fugitive Slave Act. Do these people somehow believe that our constitutional right to keep and bear arms is any less important than the rest of our civil rights? By insisting that Pennsylvania follow unconstitutional federal gun control laws, anti-gun politicians are putting blind obedience to federal law above the God-given rights of all people. Pennsylvania is better than that, and our own history proves it. Just as Margaret Morgan crossed the Mason-Dixon line seeking freedom in York County, Pennsylvania, our state should once again provide refuge for the constitutionally protected rights of all people within our borders. And on a Pennsylvania battlefield, not too far from me, thousands of men sacrificed their lives for the sake of freedom for their fellow man, made in the image and likeness of God. Yet even in the face of such great sacrifice, President Lincoln framed the larger struggle and what it meant for the future of the United States. Here's what he said. It is for us the living rather that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Our country stands at such a precipice once again, where it must decide whether it will continue its slide into socialism and tyranny, or once again give a new birth of freedom for all Americans. The unfinished work lies before us with those who must stand in the gap to protect the God-given rights of all Americans. Of those who went before us, some sacrificed all for that freedom. Let's take an increased devotion to the sacred cause of liberty from the honored dead and renew our resolve to preserve our republic. The Right to Bear Arms Act is an instrument of that devotion for such a time as this. And I call on all Pennsylvanians to stand behind Senator Mastriano to protect our inalienable right to keep and bear arms from all infringement. Remember, you can find this podcast on gunowners.org slash Pennsylvania Reloaded. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to shows. Be sure to sign up for our email list at pennsylvania.gunowners.org and follow us on Facebook and MeWe. My Twitter handle is PA Gun Lobbyist. Make sure to share this podcast with your pro-gun family and friends. And as always, stand up for your rights and stand fast. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Pennsylvania Reloaded with Dr. Val Finnell. As a state chapter of the only no-compromise gun lobby in Washington, GOA Pennsylvania exists to protect your God-given right to keep and bear arms. To get involved in the fight for our Second Amendment, visit Pennsylvania.GunOwners.org.